Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Monday, December the 6th, and wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace, God's joy, God's goodness this day on uh, this Feast of St. Nicholas, and uh, certainly that is something around these parts in the Kiel, New Holstein, St. Anna, Sheboygan, Manitowoc area that we celebrate uh, with our German heritage very firmly in place here. So we'll talk maybe briefly if we uh, have a chance about St. Nicholas uh, toward the end here. Uh, but we have a terrific gospel. And again, one we're very familiar with. But, and, and always the trap that we can, we can find ourselves within is we know a gospel so well. We've heard it so many times that we don't really listen to it again. So I invite you today as we hear the story of the uh, paralytic man uh, to listen to it as if for the first time and allow the Spirit to present things that maybe you've never heard before or seen before. Or maybe it's just time for us to remember today. So if you want to follow along, it'll be Luke chapter 5, verses 17 to 26. So Luke 5, 17 to 26. I will be reading out of the uh, uh, New American version today. That is the uh, version found in the U.S. Catholic uh, Bishop's website. And so let's break open God's Word together today, huh? A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. One day, as Jesus was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law, who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem, were sitting there. And the power of the Lord was with him for healing. And some men brought on a stretcher a man who was paralyzed. They were trying to bring him in and set him in his presence. But not finding a way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on the stretcher through the tiles into the middle in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, As for you, your sins are forgiven. Then the scribes and Pharisees began to ask themselves, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who but God alone can forgive sins? Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them in reply, What are you thinking in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the one who was paralyzed, I say to you, rise, pick up your stretcher, and go home. He stood up immediately before them, picked up what he had been lying on, and went home glorifying God. Then astonishment seized them all, and they glorified God, and struck with awe, they said, We have seen incredible things today. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. We have seen incredible things today. That is true, isn't it? Brothers and sisters, 
Do we open ourselves to that too? Do we see incredible things around us that are everyday things? Now, this was not an everyday thing. I don't want to compare that. But do we see incredible things today? Last night, uh, Renee and I and the kids, the twins, were driving home uh, from, we were over in the Twin Cities this weekend, and got to see a concert of Bridget's. And it was just incredible, the, the voices and the, uh, the strings and the winds. It was just gorgeous. We have seen incredible things. And driving home, uh, we encountered snow. It, it, we didn't have to drive through the snow, but it had snowed before. And we got to see the snow uh, on the pine trees uh, as it had stuck there. And we saw incredible things. And this morning, waking up to the sunrise and the strong wind, and I see the snow on the ground and its beauty, and we see incredible things. Brothers and sisters, there's incredible... The incredible, let me say it that way, is happening all around us. In the beauty... Of, of our friends and, and in their loyalty and in their goodness, in the, in the uh, service that, that we take for granted in the food before us and its wonderful taste. We have seen incredible things. All, those, all that was actually not planned as anything I was going to talk about. So <laughs> let's go back toward the beginning. Uh, one day, as Jesus was teaching, okay, so we, again, Jesus is equal opportunity, brothers and sisters. He doesn't just sit with the uh, the poor and the, those we would say in need. I mean, he's sitting here talking to the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, who, by the way, are poor in their own way, right? Right? Because they got have God in a nice little box. And they think they know what they need to know. And they don't need to know more. And so maybe Jesus does just talk to the poor, which is all of us, huh? And um, I love this image. Well, I love this line, right? And so everybody was sitting there. They'd come from all over. And the power of the Lord was with him for healing. I've never experienced it, at least how I, I, I read it into this gospel, that the power of the Lord was on him and he knew he could heal. And so let's get this paralytic in here and, and healing is going to take place. But I do believe this. I do believe it fully that the power of the Lord is upon you and I for healing too. It just looks differently. That healing power, brothers and sisters, it, it, maybe it looks through words. Maybe it comes that way. Maybe, maybe it comes through taking someone's hand next to us who feels alone. Uh, maybe it comes through believing somebody when they are telling us some news that is um, a, a secret they only know and are only willing to share with a few and loving them in the midst of it. Isn't that all healing? The power of the Lord was with him for healing. And some men brought on a stretcher a man who was paralyzed. 
and they were trying to bring him in and set him in the presence of Christ, but they couldn't get to him, right? So they had to get creative. This calls to mind, and this was, you know, a few weeks back, maybe a month back, when we were reading those stories of the blind man, right, who was sitting on the side of the road by Jericho when Jesus was, was approaching Jericho, and he started shouting out, Son of David, Son of David, have pity on me. And the disciples and everybody around him was saying, Be quiet, be quiet, but he shouted all the louder that he wasn't going to let them keep him from Jesus. Or the next day when we read when Jesus was going through Jericho and Zacchaeus couldn't see Jesus because of his shortness in stature. But he didn't let that keep him because the crowds, right, were, were lining up along the road. And he could have just said, well, I can't see him. Too much work. Instead, he runs ahead, climbs a sycamore tree, right, in order that he can see Jesus. And, and here we see that as well, that these friends of this paralytic man were not going to be deterred from seeing Jesus. And, of course, it invites us into that same conversation. How, well, the same question, anyway. What keeps us from seeing? And how hard do we attempt to circumvent and circumnavigate whatever it is the blocks, right? And then Jesus, as they lower this man, so two points I want to make, I guess this is all, you know, 10 minutes worth of, of a pod is all just, you know, prologue. Um, so the first point is this line. And, and those who have, have listened to this podcast from the beginning, you've heard me say this before. And, and it says, Okay, so they lower him on a stretcher in front of Jesus. And it says, when Jesus saw their faith. Jesus didn't say, okay, now people, recite the creed for me. And, uh, and then I'll, I'll know that you're women and men of faith. He didn't say, um, okay, uh, who are the four gospel writers? And um, where was Jesus born? Or any of those things, right? Those things that we'd say are tests of our faith. No. No. Do people see your faith? Do people see my faith? Because if they don't, I think that's the question. Not much head knowledge we have. Not what words we're able to recite. Not even what we may firmly and staunchly believe at the very base of who we are. All good, by the way. I hope we do know the four gospel writers and, and do trust and believe in, in the words of the creed. That's not my point. My point, brothers and sisters, is I think in our modern day culture, we think of faith as head knowledge. And Jesus didn't. When Jesus saw their faith, he saw how incredibly important it was for them to connect with Jesus. He saw their understanding of who he was and what he could do. And so they placed themselves in a very precarious position up on a roof. And they lowered down their friend in a very precarious way. How do you do it? Every person in those four corners had to be doing it at the right time or he's going to spill out and he's going to fall on top of somebody. When he saw the extent that they were willing to go to place their friend 
and themselves before Christ. Brothers and sisters, are people able to see our faith? Maybe even more importantly, what does our faith look like? What do we want it to look like today, today in the world? Maybe tomorrow we answer it differently. Maybe yesterday we answered it differently. What do we want our faith to look like today? And then the final point. So that was point number one. But, you know, take whatever points you want, really. Um, and then he, he says, listen, you know, okay, my, my son, as for you, your sins are forgiven. And uh, everybody's like, well, how can you do that? And he's like, well, to show you that I am, you know, he, he invites the person to rise, pick up his mat and go home. And he goes home glorifying God. Which we think, again, as he's going home praising God for the, the marvelous deed that just happened. Thank you, Lord, for this healing that took place. Thank you that I'm able to walk. I think on one level, certainly true. But I think on the, this other level, and here's the point I want to leave us with, is, is Jesus was able to look in and see what blocked this person from fully living uh, his faith in the world. Now, when we, we, we hear the words, your sins are forgiven, I think we can often just hear the, the statement, okay, those things you thought of, uh, and, and, you know, they're forgiven. You know, those, those, those actions you did over there that hurt yourself or hurt people, they're forgiven. And so then, you know, we just kind of move on. And, and again, on one level, that's true. But I, I invite us to look at it today as saying, whatever it is that keeps you from fe- being fully who you were meant to be, if, if God could look in your heart today, brothers and sisters, and in my heart, what would he say to us? What is blocking us from being the man that he created me to be or the woman or man that he created you to be? What is blocking us today? Is it our fear that, that we might fail? Okay, so what happens if we do? Um, are we afraid that, that people will see that part of us too? Because it's part of us, right? Um, are we afraid that that's the reality of who we are? Is that what blocks us? That we think we're our failures? Um, is it our insecurities that we're not smart enough or, or good enough or talented enough or brave enough? Or, or is, it, is it our guilt from actions that we have done? Things that we've said to other people that have hurt them? And so we, we think that's... It defines us, and and we carry that baggage. I mean, that's real. That is real, brothers and sisters. I I don't want to downplay that at all. Is it our is it our our shame for um, believing that that is who we are? We are our failures. We are those times that people have said to us, "You don't know what you're doing." Anything, brothers and sisters. And, and I invite us to do some self-reflection today. What is it that keeps us from being fully the person our God made us to be? And, and in being that person, and in using these talents, and in using these, 
these creative abilities and in seeing the world as our God invites you and I to see it, which may be different than 98% of the population, but it's in how he invites us to see it and proclaim it because that's part of the mosaic too. Whatever it is that keeps us from being who we are, that paralyzes us, that cripples us and invites us to stay in our own safe and quiet place, on our own bed, as it were. That's our sin. That's the sin that we carry. And that's what Jesus looks in today, brothers and sisters, and sees. And he says, don't carry that. That's not who you are. Put that aside. So you can stand up and be who you are meant to be and therefore glorify God. My friends, allow God to see you in your fears today, in whatever it is that's blocking, and allow God to love you in that place. And in loving you in that place, and me in that place too, by the way, invite us to move beyond that place. Here's the deal. Last thing I'll say. I won't get to St. Nicholas today because I've been too long. But here's the deal. This is not just about you and I either. Because first, we are made free through God's wonderful goodness in order, in order that we might make others free, right? That we might be those people of healing that, as, as the gospel says to us, the power of the Lord was in, will be with and in us for healing. Because there are others in our lives that we know today, right now, that are paralyzed, that are carrying this baggage, that, that are, are staying within their safe place because they don't know where else to go and don't know how else to do it. How do we love them and in loving them allow them out of that shell and out of that place of being crippled in order to be who they are too. Because brothers and sisters, as we are healed, so we are called to heal. Let's pray. We enter into the sorrowful mysteries this week, my friends. Again, trusting our God is with us, and he knows that place. Let's just be unafraid and open that place to him. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The first sorrowful mystery, uh, Jesus, what is it? The first sorrowful mystery, the agony in the garden. <laughs> Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. St. Nicholas, pray for us. My friends, the paralytic man would not have gotten very far without his friends. They were part of his healing. May we be the same for those people in our lives, instruments that bring the healing work of Christ to them. God's peace.